Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Cartelli, and as always, I am here with Mr. Luca Moya. The sports world is crazy right now. Huge contracts being signed in the major leagues as they head into a lockout. The NHL has some big surprises this season as we just passed the quarterway mark, and we will give out our marquee matchups heading into week 13 of the NFL. And lastly, how much does Tiger Woods mean to the game of golf? But before we get into that, Luca, you have won have had one hell of a week so far. Last night, you had to postpone the show. You went to the Leaf game, watched the Avalanche and the Leafs. And then today, your Instagram's getting hacked. It's just oh. a whirlwind experience for you these past couple of days. My God. Like, you know, it just goes from a high to a low, back up to a high. Like, you would think, you know, this is it. This is a great week. Going to the Leafs game, they go, they, they destroy the Avs, 8-3. What a game. Then, I'm going, I booked Buffalo. I'm going to watch the Pats in Buffalo. I got the hotel. Yeah, man, I'm going. What? This is it. This is the week. I'm thinking to myself, there we go. And then today, my IG, I get a new Benz, bro. I got a new Benz. Uh, I got hacked. People are thinking I got a Benz. When have you ever known me to say, hey, I'm going to humble myself with a new Benz? No, I don't say that. I don't talk like that. You even called me this morning. Uh, to tell me and and I was I thought I had everything going they're like they email me they say listen um is this your email because your original email the email that I have like Mm -hmm. hooked up to the account is being changed to this and I said no deny well I thought everything was good go to work drive to work you know start working I'm getting texts my phone's blowing up you're calling me I'm like what is happening I look over I get a free bends I'm locked out of my account and we're here so Hopefully we can get things figured out, but uh, right now it looks like uh, a new Instagram is coming for Luca Moya. So yeah, we'll see so, so we plugged it last week. I was listening to the show uh, El Moya ninety two. So I, I guess you want to report that to help out uh, our boy here to get yeah, that thanks. weirdo that. Uh, off off of his account. And he's like DMing people, posing as me. He's going into my boys, uh, or me and my friends' uh, DMs, like uh, you know when you just send videos mm-hmm. to each other, or whatever. It goes seen by Luca Moya. I haven't seen this. What are That's you talking about? Crazy, my friends are man. like, wait, so they had to make a new chat. I'm losing followers. And I obviously I get it because people are blocking me. They don't yeah. want, you know, a creep DMing them. And it's just, it's crazy. So hopefully I get that resolved because, man, like social media is a big part now. And you would big think, part. you would think, okay, a corporation like Instagram, you'd be able to pick up the phone and call someone. It's all automated now. Yeah, And everything that they tell you on the phone, I can just go on the website and look for it myself and go step by step. Like, man, there has to be a call center where I can call and say, listen, someone is identity theft right now. Put me (laughs) through and change it and I can't get through. So all I'm hoping for is that account gets wiped. I start a new one and the Pats went on Monday and we're back and rolling. Exactly, Luca. Let's talk about some sports. Maybe get your mind off of this this crazy day you've been having. The Blue Jays, they sign Mr. Kevin Gossman to a five-year, $110 million contract. He's going to be part of that stacked rotation we have coming up for next year. What are your thoughts on the signing? I like it. Um, I want to first off by say, uh, I we're going to talk about Ray uh, and Semyon, but I'm not going to give my thoughts on that now. I like the deal. I do. We talked about it last week. 
Um, and you said that he's rejected the Jays in the past, but I don't know if you saw his quote, but he was saying, I came to a team that I thought could win and I want to win a championship. And this team is, they're a good team. They're inconsistent. Yes. But they weren't supposed to be this good this fast and they are. And I think they're getting better. Semyon hurts. Ray hurts, but Ray and Gosman. Okay. Listen, you still have a great pitcher. He pitched really, really well for the giants last year. So you have a, a veteran guy. Uh, hopefully he can, he can keep it up going into this year. It's all going to be about this rotation, I think. Because you know what? The hitting, I, I trust the hitting. We've seen it now. Uh, Vladdy, am I going to expect triple crown from Vladdy every year? No, but I still expect him to hit in the 300s, hit 30 bombs. I think that's now a realistic expectation from a guy like that. These guys are just going to get better. You would hope, right? Like Manoa, he's still in the rotation. Ryu, like you said, they're going to probably keep him on a pitch count, but he's still a good guy. I said I thought Mats was a huge loss. I still think they need one more rotation guy, whether it be if you want to go for a ballpen night. I just don't want to see any more Trent Thornton. I don't want to see it anymore. I think that that experiment is gone. I think that's done. Is Pearson going to be that guy out of the pen? I wouldn't mind Pearson starting on a ballpen day, but I would like to see him in the pen personally. Mm -hmm. um, But listen, you you can't complain if you're a Jays fan because – that's the market for these pitchers nowadays. Like that, that's not a terrible deal. He's going to stay here for five years. A two point eight one ERA. Hey, like you know what? I'll take that. I'll take it to the bank. And you're just hoping that he doesn't go, you know, over four next year. Yeah. As long as he can, you know, stay within three to to high twos. Like that's that's good enough for me. So I think he did a good job with this. Yeah. When this signing came down, I was like. I was pretty sad about losing Ray and losing Simeon because like, that's what we know. That's what we're used to. I guess like you want to stick with what, you know, you already had Ray have a Cy Young year. Simeon had uh, was third in M- MVP voting. So it, it was sad to see him go, but Kevin Gosman, I wouldn't even say is a consolation prize. That's still a big name pitcher yeah. added to that rotation. And he pitched well last year for the giants. Like you said, uh, just, just under a, a three ERA, which is, perfect now he's pitched in the american league east before with the baltimore orioles and had success he's gonna go with pete walker and every pitcher that has been on this staff has said that pete walker has worked miracles whether he changes your delivery whether he changes your mindset on the mound he has worked with pitchers and he's had tremendous success look at robbie ray winning the cy young uh, award uh last year you said it like it's a big loss losing Simeon and what's next for the Blue Jays. Like, what do you see them going to next? Like, I know we're in a lockout and it's free agency is at a freeze right now. You can't really talk. You can't talk to anybody and they have to work that work that all out before we can start signing more guys. But what do you think they need to go at next? And we were talking about it with Chris Bryant or a potential trade, maybe, uh, with uh, Jose Ramirez of the Indians to get him at third base. What do you see as next for the Jays? Before I, I address that, Gosman has been up and down, and I can see why people have. Mm-hmm. But what you said there, it's key. It's Pete Walker. He comes here after already his confidence is an all-time high, and now he's going to get coached by a guy like this. It's looking bright. Like, all the signs point to he's going to be good. Yeah, like that, that, that's what all the signs point to. So if anybody was wondering about his inconsistency, I think Walker is going to help him with that. And he'll be a good pitcher just like he was last year. 
Um, they need a third baseman. Like it's it's clear. It's very very clear. I like Espinal. Don't get me wrong, but super sub kind of guy. Yeah, he's your twenty fifth guy. Yeah, every every day guy in the rotation or in the lineup. Sorry, I, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, and I don't know if we should just jump into it. Say, you know what? This is a contending team. Let's put a guy that we don't know up at third base. You don't do that. You see every single team that competes for championships, they have proven guys, unless it's just 22-year-old studs. Yeah. And we have one of those. We have two young studs, really, in the infield. Bryant or Ramirez? Personally, I like Ramirez a bit more. Am I going to get 2017 Chris Bryant and, and Giants Chris Bryant? Am I going to get 2019 where he's hitting 200? Like, I don't know. So that that that's the inconsistency that you see there. He's great. He's great on the corner. But people are talking about uh, Freddie Friedman. You know, he's Canadian. He's on the market. I think he's going to go back to Atlanta. And me and my buddy were talking about this yesterday. You bring Friedman in. Like, what do you do with Vlad now? That's what I don't think that player. move makes sense at all. It doesn't make sense. Like, you sign Friedman. You deal with the problems later at that point because he's phenomenal. Like, this guy oh. is sensational. But it just wouldn't work because you're going to piss off Vladdy now because he, he does want to play in the field. He mm-hmm. does. Like, he does not want to just hit. So you're not going to put him back in the corner. I wouldn't put him at third. He was very good last year, but you're going to put a gold glover on the bench in Friedman? No, you can't do that. You're not going to put Vlad or Friedman at second or short or third. It's either first or DH for them, and you got to pick and choose. Are they going to split? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, he's a great player, but because we have Vladdy and all that, I don't think that's the direction they're going to be going in. It has to be Brian Ramirez. I would like Ramirez personally. He's a switch hitter, is he not? Mm-hmm. That's huge. They need more lefties on this team. They get Ramirez. This is looking good. This is looking very, very good. Like, See, that's my just, point. That was yeah. I was gonna make. He's a switch hitter, and as much yeah. as I, I've always I've loved Brian ever since he came to the league. He was on Agreed. the Cubs. Uh, mm-hmm. He won the MVP. Won the Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's been. He's won a World Series. He's had success in the playoffs. He's proven too. He's proven too. Exactly. And even last year, he struggled with the Cubs. He went to the Giants, and then he turned it on. So having Chris Bryant there at third base every single day, I think, still would be a great move. Where I want Jose Ramirez, we've seen him be in that MVP type conversation. Now you switch him over to a hitter's ballpark in Rogers Center, playing at Yankee Stadium, playing at Fenway Park, playing at Camden Yards, Tropicana Field, home run ballparks. I think he can do damage, and he is a capable third baseman. We're not going to be worried every time the ball is hit down there the third whether Kevin Biggio can make the throw. No, you have Jose Ramirez at third base. And I say Kevin Biggio, he might be – part of that trade package that they send over to Cleveland uh, for Jose Ramirez. And don't be surprised if you see Nate Pearson as well in there. Really? Would you do that though? For, for a third baseman, a capable third baseman who has two years of control. How old is he? Do you know? I'm going to check right now. If you you check know. right now. I like Jose Ramirez. That's my pick. I think they need to go balls to the wall for him because you have him for two years. Whether they can't get over the hump this year, you're going to have another chance with him uh, coming next year. I still think he's in his 20s. And I think 29. So I still think Espinal is going to be your second baseman every day. Him, him and Biggio, really? if, if, if Biggio is still on the team by come opening day, you put Espinal at third, he hits ninth or eighth with him and Danny Jansen. You saw him almost hit 300 last year, 
playing almost every day at third base, shortstop, second base, wherever. He was a platoon guy. So I'm not worried about Espinal, but I want more lefties in this lineup. That's one of the big things. We're, the Jays are so right-handed heavy. You need more variety. And I, that's where I see your point with Freddie Freeman. It's just the first base uh, is not going to work with him. A couple big signings, though throughout before this lockout has happened we'll say Robbie Ray to Seattle five years 115 and actually I was hearing one of the reasons he didn't come back to the Jays Luca rumors I'm just gonna say this is what I've heard his vaccination status because as of January I think January 15th all players uh, must be fully vaccinated in Major League Baseball to come into Canada and play as well as I don't think he wanted to be in Toronto like it would have took a lot. The Toronto well, tax that was evident. After the Toronto the tax, I, uh, yeah. I think it was maybe one thirty for seven. He wanted he wanted that security if he had to stay in Toronto, because uh, that's why I was confused. I'm like, we signed Gosman for five years, one ten, and then Robbie Ray goes to Seattle for five years, one fifteen. Like the it he just clearly didn't, make, didn't want to be here. He didn't bro. want to be here exactly. He clearly didn't. And, and you, you know what? This is what bothers me. Sorry, go about Sammy, and then I'll, I'll talk about both. Okay, Seager to Texas, 10 years, 325. Simeon to Texas as well, 7 years, 175. Uh, I, I, you can't be mad at that for the Jays because he got his money. Like, that's what his uh, – as being an MVP candidate, we'll skip 2020, but 2019 and then 2021, what he did with the Jays, that's a good price for him. And then Jose, uh, uh, Baez goes to Detroit, 6 years, 140, which I don't – that's just, I guess, Detroit got That's the consolation. They got the consolation prize at shortstop there because Baez is a throwaway machine, a big error machine down there at shortstop. Semyon making twenty five. Jay's offered. I think they qualified him at eighteen and a half. Mm-hmm. You're well, they qualify they everybody around. Yeah, well, for 17, sure. 18. Yeah, you're telling me you can meet halfway. Like, come on. Like, the Jays got money, and I get they don't want to spend it, but just bring them back. And that's my first point. Number two, with Ray and Simeon. Simeon's a bit different because we saw it in Oakland. Like, he had a good year. He was, I think he was, like, third MVP voting in, like, 2019. Like, he was a very good player. When you resurrect someone's career and they just shut you in the face, that pisses me off, man. Like, you come here, P. Walker does – does such great things with you. You signed for what ten million dollars for one year last year because nobody probably wanted you, and they're like, you know what, we'll bring you back. Whatever. I think it was eight. Okay. For even better, eight million one year deal. He turns into the Cy Young winner, and he just goes, you know what? For one million more per year, I'm gonna go to Seattle. Okay, buddy. Screw you. You know what? When we where? Oh man. But that's the I, thing. I it's wait. a double edged sword. I can't wait for the Jays to go down to I Seattle. I can't wait for them to app and I Robbie Ray pitches against in in point two innings. I can't wait because Pete Walker's worked with him for two years. You, you think he doesn't our know? Our all righties, bud. Our lineup is all righties, and he's a lefty. But then you look I, at the other side. What if he pitches eight scoreless? It's like, yep, well, that was a Cy Young winner. Pete Walker made un, uh, unbeatable. I hope that matchup, if they could do it, is Gosman versus Ray. I, I, I hope. I pray for it. I'll That'd fly to Seattle myself. I'll fly to Seattle myself. You know, if they, if it happens, you're flying Super everywhere Bowl, all of a sudden now. Oh no, 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 no! I can't. Uh, not with the Instagram uh, <laughs> dilemma. Um, if that matchup happens here, we're going. Yeah, 
We're going to see. We're going. We're going to the. No, 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 no. no. If it's in here, Toronto, here. we'll buy if, the tickets. If, we're if going. Ray is coming here to Toronto and he's pitching. We're buying those tickets. So what? Are, what do you think is re- like? We're we're going a little heavy on the Jays here, but what do you think his reaction is if he pitches in Toronto? You think they boo him? I'd boo him. I would. What did he? What did he do here? Want to Cy Young? Okay, great. We didn't make the playoffs, man. Then he yeah. left us. Yeah, he left for the team that was again missed the playoffs by one game. The team that was fighting with us on the last day of the year. Yeah. As long as listen, he didn't go to the Yankees. He didn't go to the Red Sox. Okay, fine. Simeon, Seattle? I can't be mad at. Simeon, I can't be mad at. I get it. Texas just I didn't feel now. They had all the money they yeah. wanted. The Jays couldn't pay 175 for Simeon because no. that's what he's worth. But the Ray situation. That's a tough Great one to handle. just really, really bothers me. That is a tough one to handle. Well, Major League Baseball is in a lockout right now, so the more information uh, that comes available to us, we will let you know. And let's move on to some basketball. Quick little Raptors talk. Uh, Goran Dragic has left the team due to personal reasons. He's going to be on a leave of absence uh, for the time being. Mm-hmm. The question is to you, Luca. Do you see him playing another game in a Raptors uniform? Probably not. I wish he did play. Cause I do think he's a good player and they clearly need someone right now. Like anybody would be better. Like they're two and eight at home. Yeah. I was hoping that he was going to play raise his trade value a little bit and you deal him at the deadline. You can't tell me there's not going to be one team that wants a guy like that. He was a good player for Miami when they made the finals. Mm-hmm. I know he got hurt in the finals and that was unfortunate, but he's been a, a serviceable player throughout the course of his career. So I was hoping that the Raps were going to play him a little bit, but I think the remarks that he said at the start of the year just pissed everyone off and he was done from the start. I don't want to be here. They're not a winning culture, whatever he said. We have a ring. You don't. You're coming to a new team. You can't say that. Yeah. And then he but I think he wanted to stay in Miami, and it was I just, it. It was just I get like a blindsided thing. No one wants to thing. play in Toronto, man. Let's no. be real. The only Canadian team in the whole league, and you go from Miami to snow. Yeah. And Miami is better than Toronto. Like, let's be real here. They're better than Toronto. Totally. So you're going to a worse team. You're not from Canada. You're going from a hot place to a cold place. You're old. They're not going to compete for a championship. Yeah, I just I think from the start, he went about it. Like like you said, he went about it so wrong. Being like, you get he traded did. to this team. And the first impression you, you show to the Toronto fans and the Toronto front office is saying that you don't want to be here. This is what you do behind closed doors. You tell Masai Ujiri, this is not my preferred place to be. I'm 36, 37 years old. I'm on the back nine of my career. I want to play for a contender or a team that has a shot at making uh, the NBA finals conference finals. uh, Doesn't matter, but no, he says, I don't want to be here. Then Nick nurse doesn't really put him as a part of the rotation. I, he barely played 10 minutes a game. Uh, for the Raptors it's more of the youth right now for the Raptors and I wanted to touch on that too and now he's taking a personal leave I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong uh, with his personal life like you go figure that out I just think the Raptors told him you take as much time as you can we'll see if we can find a suitable trade partner uh, so both parties can be happy adding on to that with the Raptors struggled they've lost uh, three in a row now and like you said two and nine at home I wouldn't, I would like them to just, I guess that's a decision more in January, February. Why not be a lottery team again? 
Like, what's the point of, like, I know we're coming off a ring in 2019, then we had the 2020 season in Tampa. Now we're back in Toronto. Like, why not just be a lottery team? Look look at Scotty Barnes, picked fourth overall, and, and the upside that he has. Why not just be a lottery team again? You're too prideful. That's just what it is. You I signed Messiah Jury to, to another deal. He's still here for another three years or whatever it is. Be another lottery team. Because I know the Raptors' uh, past with picking in the lottery hasn't been that great. I guess Chris Bosh is the only one <laughs> that's in the Hall of Fame is yeah. really to show something for it, or DeMar DeRozan as well. But you have Messiah Jury. He's great at picking talent. Now you give him a top 15 pick instead of outside the top 15 where he still found talent in Pascal Siakam. Give him a top 15 pick again. See what he can do. See what, what else he can leave this Raptors team for the future. The team isn't terrible, but you mentioned 2019. 2019's bench, people don't realize, Ibaka, Fred, Norman Powell coming off the bench. Like, are you kidding me? And then OG wasn't even playing. Yeah. For Those were the guys yeah. coming off the bench. And then he had Kawhi, Lowry, like – Gasol. Gasol was still playing. Pascal you know, Siakam decent. when he was your third choice and was making all the shots imaginable. Danny Green, you know, like I just, I, don't I just don't think that there's a point of fighting for that play in tournament game. No, there's no point because you're not beating Brooklyn, you're not beating Milwaukee, you're, you're not beating Philly, you're not beating Boston, you're not beating Miami. Like you're not. Like I don't even think as Raptors fans we would be mad if we tank or become a lottery team again this year. I, I really don't. Nick Nurse is a great head coach. I think he's great. And I think he's great too. And what I've been hearing is they're not going to fire him because the team no, is not. in this, in this stage. Look at Greg no. Popovich. You're not going to fire a Greg Popovich yeah. uh, because the team is bad. He, you know, he's a good coach. He's a six time champion, gold medal winner. They're not firing Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is fine. It's just, Let's let's build a little bit. Let's rebuild. I don't want to talk about retooling. Rebuild. Rebuild. Start over. I agree with you. But well, so they're not going to do that. We they're not going to do that because the, the Raps, are, they're still in that, I guess, the winning culture type and of j- Just before we move on, they got. if you're not going to rebuild, fine. Trade Siakam right now, please. I'm done with this guy. I'm, I am, man. No, I'm actually done are. with this guy. Did you see the game the other night? Three shots in a row in the fourth quarter, late down the stretch. Misses all of them. Scotty Barnes had to make the three because he couldn't do it. Misses the layup, misses two threes in a row. Back, back to back. I'm like, you got to make one of them. You're making the max, right? Make one shot? You can't make one shot. Seriously. Trade him. There's definitely teams that that would like him. You want to go into this mini rebuild? Trade him now. Please, God, please. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. I just think it's the contract he's on that is put him – at this standard where him missing three shots in a row down the stretch brings out uh, that reaction. It's just the contract. But Lucas, he's, he's been doing this ever since he's been asked to be the number one guy. I feel like he has it because he's not a number one. He's not a number one. That's what I'm saying. But why pay him like one then? Because they thought he could be after the season he had with Kawhi. My God. Like people, like they don't understand. It was basketball. just undercover. Are- it was just, it was too undercover. And oh my God. they gave him the max deal, and now we have to live with it till it's over or trade him, like you said. But he's with that contract, it's going to be hard to move. The NHL is through the quarter mark of its season. 
I just want to talk about something quick here. The <laughs> Leafs are absolutely on fire. 15 wins in their last 17 games. Austin Matthews coming off a gorgeous, absolutely natural hat trick last night against the Avalanche of all teams. And also, I want to give out some creds to this guy. I think this is one of the reasons why the Leafs are top five in the league right now. His name is Jack Soup Campbell. Second star of November, nine and two, one point two seven GAA and a nine five save percentage with three shutouts in the month of November. He's the Vesna, my Vesna pick right now. He's got to be leading the rankings for the Vesna because he is playing absolutely crazy, and the Leafs are playing different. We were, you heard me all off season, how worried. And scared I was going into the season that this is going to be a dumpster fire. But besides the top four, who do we have? Michael Bunting. You throw him up on the top line. He's got two less points than Zach Hyman. How much is Michael Bunting making? Not even a million dollars. How much is Zach Hyman making? 5.5. Yeah, they're two different types of players. And maybe we prefer Zach Hyman on that top line. But Michael Bunting is doing a great job just fine. Camp Kasha, that third line buzzing just brings a whole different aspect to defending with the Toronto Maple Leafs and another line that doesn't get enough credit is the Tavares Nylander Kerfoot line throwing Kerfoot on that wing I think he is playing absolutely great down the stretch he's doing his job he's being that grinder in the corners getting the puck to Tavares getting the puck to Nylander Nylander is making plays and Tavares is putting in the net I think he has like 20 25 points or 20-something points in 20-something games, how many the, the, the Leafs have played. They're playing great, Luca. They're playing great. My question to you, quarter mark of the season, give me a positive surprise so far and a negative surprise. From the Leafs? No, from the NHL. I oh. just wanted to say that about the Leafs because they're playing great right now. There we go. That was your spotlight moment. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I, watching the game last night, they looked really good. I don't know what and I don't want to hear that their back goalie AHL goalie was in. He was off. Darcy Kemper hasn't been the stud that they traded a first round draft pick for last no. uh, last season. Trust me, because he's in my pool and he's allowing five goals on ten shots, and the Habs have to win seven five every single night. So don't tell me Darcy Kemper would have stopped that Matthews absolute bullet from the side from the left wing uh, for that hat trick. Okay. Go ahead, Luca. Positive surprise, negative surprise from this season in the NHL so far. Okay. Uh, positive surprise, Calgary. Uh, I think they've exceeded expectations already. They're great. Markstrom's great. I think I'm just reading something the other day. He's on pace to break the shutout record. Like the... He's got five shutouts already. What's the record? Like 21? No, I think it's like 10 or 11, I think. Oh, sorry. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it 21. is. Imagine 21 shutouts. Imagine 21 shutouts. Maybe in <laughs> NHL rookie mode, you could do that. I don't know. Seriously. Um. But yeah, Calgary for sure. They're just they're playing great hockey, man. Like really, really good hockey. Everyone's playing like how everybody thought they should be playing the last couple of years. To Chuck's a great player. I've always been a huge Chuck fan. I know he gets under people's skin, but I love him. It's what you need in this league. Like imagine him on the lease. Oh my gosh. Holy, he would be an amazing fit. But he's been fantastic. And then, you know, I hate to say it. Actually, I don't hate to say it. I love to say it. The Islanders, you know, screw you guys. Honestly, I know you guys have dealt with COVID issues, and I hope everyone's okay in that locker room. But tough. 
tough one. 12 points through 17 games. Can't say I feel bad for you because I don't. Because you lucked your way to the conference final last year. Oh. So now uh, <laughs> now you're 30th in the league and you're in the Shane Wright sweepstakes. So hopefully they can help you. But we talked about the Islanders a couple weeks ago. They're getting old. Don't look as good. Um, they're just not pulling out wins. Usually this is a team that pulls out one nothing wins, 2-1, 3-1, you know, close games. They're not doing that. They're not scoring, and they're giving up. They're giving up goals. You got 52 goals against already. Minus 20 on the year in goal differential. Not good. Not, Not good. good. But you just got to think that eventually they might wake up, but they might be out of it already. Because it's not, like that Metro is stacked, number one. The Atlantic is good. There's only two wildcard spots. And 100%, you already know, okay, that Boston's going to wake up eventually. They are. Of course. I mean, I know are. I've been saying it a while, but come on. You know that they're going to wake up eventually. Pittsburgh's always there. Okay, so there you go. That's two wildcard teams down. I don't know. Detroit, if they can keep it up. But it's not looking good for the Islanders. And I'm loving it right now. I really am. I know I know Boston's not doing great. <laughs> but they're not the Islanders. <laughs> That's one positive thing to look at. Seriously. Um my positives, I'm going to go with three. I have three positives into one. Oh, you're going to go first, second, and third, eh? Detroit Red Wings. Yep. New Jersey Devils. The Devils? And the Anaheim Ducks. I know the New Jersey Devils sit in sixth right now. They were without Jack Hughes. They just signed Jack Hughes to a eight-year, $64 million contract. Mercer has been playing absolutely unreal. Mackenzie Blackwood has oh, is good. getting... Uh, team Canada considerations as well. This team is on the come out. I know they're in a stacked Metro. They're in a stacked Metro. Yep. But watch out for that young core. They're not going to win the Stanley Cup, but watch out for the. They're a fun team to watch. And I just didn't. I just didn't see them having that success as we saw last year. They were pretty brutal. Now they're nine and seven. Jack Hughes is coming back. You saw his first game uh, of the year. He, he scored that overtime winner, threw the stick into the crowd. He It's just a swagger he has. And now that he's back on that team, I think they're going to do good things uh, for the next quarter of the season. Detroit Red Wings, again, another fun team to watch. I watched them in Toronto. Lucas Raymond, Calder, Calder Trophy. He's sick. Moritz Sider, biggest sleeper this year in fantasy. The new, like the new Detroit Red Wings, like, uh, like equivalent of Cronwall, just a better Cronwall. <laughs> really? Watch, watch him down the stretch. He will be another Cronwall. He's going to be with this organization forever. Uh, Eiserman really knows what he's doing with this team. And the NIM Ducks, man, Zegris, playing true. absolutely great too. Getzlav has been coming resurgence of his career he's just got 20 points got his a thousandth point uh, a couple weeks ago uh for the ducks watch out for this team as they say Terry's very good too third yeah troy terry just traded for him in fantasy as well oh, oh yeah baby let's God. go anaheim ducks sitting at third in the pacific as well my negative is my team that i bet to make the playoffs this year and i thought we're gonna be at the top or second in this division in the Pacific, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Absolutely yep. brutal. And I'm glad I didn't make that bet. Good. Their penalty kill stinks. Pedersen just can't put the puck in five on five. 
their defense is absolutely brutal. Their goal tent, like I Demko, I feel so bad because he's getting pelted every single night. The guy can only make so many saves before the puck goes behind the net. They're just not getting, they're not clicking. And I know JT Miller had an unreal goal against Ottawa last night. They got a big win, but they are brutal. And they're in those Shane Wright sweepstakes as well. So I'm sad for the Vancouver Canucks because I thought they were going to do great things this year. It's a tough loss for them. I know it's still early. Only quarter mark but, of the season. Yeah, only quarter mark. Of the, yeah, well, you know what? Hey, listen, 25%. Okay. Vegas, Jets, Colorado, all out of the playoffs. They have games in hand. We know that, mm-hmm. right? That, like some teams are tied or whatever. I just think Edmonton's really good. Edmonton's very good. Calgary's going to be there. Nashville, Minnesota. Minnesota. Like, how does Minnesota just do this every year, man? Yeah, but they're never this good. They're playing absolute. I. There's so many good teams. I can't like. There's so many like unexpected things happening right now that we just can't talk about because there's just so many other things going yeah. on. I love Minnesota. Lead, I love lead. Minnesota. You gotta love it. Vegas. They've had injury troubles. That's why they've been struggling. Robin Leonard hasn't been that. He's been good, but he hasn't been that great. Yeah. Um. I like Minnesota to make the playoffs as well. St. Louis, I don't think they're going to be there. They're going through COVID issues right now, and we'll see how they bounce back from that. But I think Avalanche and Vegas are still going to be there. Minnesota is going to be there um, as well. So quarter mark of the season, we still got a long ways to go. Lucas still thinks Boston's going to come back. I had to drop uh, Taylor Hall. I had to drop him. Yeah, yeah well, I had to do it. He hasn't been producing at all. I, I, I tried. Think Boston, I think Boston, I think the top three might be a stretch. But and DeBrusque just asked for a trade now. Would you like to see him on the Leafs? I'd love to see him on the Leafs. Third line. You want Richie back? No. Please, no. How much is how much is DeBrusque making? He's not making a line. He's like under four for sure. Uh, I, think he's a, I think he's making three and a half. Oh, okay. It's 2.9. Something like that. Okay, so you get Richie back for three for for the two million he's on for the two years. Get the brusque. I'm like, I like that trade. Watch out for the lease, man. Watch out. Okay, NFL marquee <laughs> matchups. <laughs> okay, we'll start with the game. Mister Moya is gonna be at. You have some balls going into Buffalo wearing a patch jersey. Before we start, so annual salary four point eight for DeBrusque. That's rich. Whoa. But cap hit of 3.6, so. Yikes, 4.8? Yeah. Man, you guys were high on him. Now he wants out. Well, I mean, what do you mean? He's better than Barzell. Took him over Barzell, bro. That's brutal. Hey, it's okay. I can't talk. You, and Shabbat and Kyle Connor. It just keeps, yeah, it just gets better. Why not? <laughs> then, we, then we pay him. Then we overpay him. And then you pay him 4.8 a year. Yeah, he's, um, he's only according to them, he's only a million and a half away of past next level, according to them. So I mean, why not? Right? Why not pay him? But anyways, we move. We move on. Yeah. NFL marquee matchups. Like I said, you have some balls walking into to Buffalo wearing a patch jersey. They're crazy down there, Luca. I wish you luck. I wish My you friends all the safety. are scared. They're scared. They're scared. They think that we're gonna get beat up for me. My you know Nick. Nick's been on the podcast. I know yeah. he goes. Literally, this is what he says. Moya, bro, they jump through tables for fun. What do you think they're going to do to you? And I was like, you know what? Listen, when Mac attack is just absolutely destroying them, I'm going to turn around my hands up in the air just soaking it in. But are they wearing Buffalo jerseys or are they going to go all packed with you? Are you crazy? Nick said he's buying a Bills Mafia top and he's sitting in the audience pretending he doesn't know me. I said, wow, bro. 
Wow. But what he doesn't tell you is that he bet on the Pats to win. So this guy, yeah. So <laughs> it just doesn't get, yeah. Um, yeah, good for you. I, I hope you have fun at this game. And uh, MJ10, as uh, I just saw, he, he trademarked before the year, Mac Jones. Um, hopefully he has a good game. New England at Buffalo. Buffalo favored two and a half. Uh, Pats. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to go, I'll go on the other side here. I'll go with Bill's mafia. Buffalo. Wow. I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one. Um, two teams that got two wins last week. Uh, the giants at Miami. Oh, there wasn't really a lot of good matchups this week. So I tried to, to make a storyline out of that two big wins for, for these teams, Miami favored by four. Did you know? If the Panthers would have been in Miami last week, I would have won three hundred dollars. Wow! But Cam isn't back apparently. No, he's not. Oh well, we knew that. He's only back twenty, like in behind the ten yard line. When they're in the red zone, he's back. Yeah, playing quarterback for the rest of the game, he's not back. He's not back. No, he's not back. Uh, but the Dolphins, they get hot around this time of the year. The Giants are sneaky. They'll pull out some big wins, like, but. I, I like my. I think it was Jason playing. Garrett. Jason Garrett. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. So that's what the just the Giants are gonna go on the up on the up. Well, uh, I don't know why they now. thought it was a good idea to hire him in the first place, but okay, we sure. Move. We move. That is the saying. But yep, yeah, Miami to win. They're playing confident right now. Tua looks like he just kind of shrugged off all the rumors. But listen, they're still in off season after this, so yeah, we never know what's gonna Watson. happen. And that turquoise and white. But Miami looks very good. Miami looks good. Okay, Miami as well. You're taking that too? I'm taking Miami. Uh, Chargers at Cincinnati. Surprisingly, Cincinnati favored by three. Well, the Chargers haven't looked good, and they're at home. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But I would still think the Chargers are a better team than overall than the Cincinnati Bengals. I know Cincinnati's had a good year this year, but. I'm going with the Chargers underdogs on the road all point all signs point to them losing this game they can't stop the run Cincinnati can run the ball they have good defense they got shut up well not shut up but they got like kind of shut down against Denver mm-hmm. divisional game I'm gonna give them a pass it was in Denver anyway so Chargers need this game it's a must must win for that LA team and for them to not make me look like an idiot because I was so high on them please win this game please yeah, I, I said my my piece, so I'm going with the Chargers too. I just think they're a better team. Hopefully they can stop the run, like you said. And finally, San Francisco at Seattle. San Fran favored by three and a half. I'm going with the Seahawks. It's going to be – we're, we're coming down to the final days of Russell Wilson in the, in the blue and green. Yep. And I just want him to get a win. Get a win, divisional opponent. Anything can happen, oh. like you say, in these games. Just get a win, Russ. Like, we need you to be back. Yeah. Come on, Russ. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss him. I really no, am. What am I going to do with the jersey? I just got it two years ago. Now I'm. Are you going to question, though? I, am like, I going to follow him? Yeah. Depends on the team. If he goes to, I the, would. Bear, if he goes to the Bears, <laughs> I'm not jumping on Jeff Wilson's bandwagon. He's not going to go to the Bears. He's just drafted Justin Fields. Where are they going to go? Maybe he goes to the Saints. Imagine. Would you. Or a little... I don't know. Me and Dino, big Saints, Saints guys. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. But I love Russell Wilson. That's why. I know exactly. Um, 
Yeah, well, you're in over your head here. It's San Francisco going to win this game. I don't know what you're looking at. They're favored by Monday. three and a half. They're only favored yeah, by it's because they're on the road and it's a divisional game and they're still favored. And they're not even playing like lights out the coffee Russ right now. They're playing the empty bozo and they're still favorites. Buddy, after what you saw Monday, you can't be honest that you're I know, confident. They played like crap on Monday. I'm going to miss Moo. The heck, man! I just get it. Football. I love this guy, Russell Wilson. Now he's leaving the team. Uh, Pete you know Carroll, what? like, why is he still head coach? It's okay. It's tough. They it, like. I loved in the off season how they were like, we need to get better for Russ. Like, we want Russ to stay here, and they just didn't do anything. And like Jamal Adams, like, he just you passed guys, uh, Vince Wolfork for most of oh, uh, yeah. most wow. interceptions. Thanks, man. And he's a safety. And we traded two first-round picks for this guy. And you know what's funny, too? The pick, he didn't even do anything. He just deflected in the air, and all he had to do was catch it. So it's not like he was, like, you know, uh, baiting quarterbacks and lurking them. Safety. Like, yeah, that's tough. You guys don't even have a first-round pick. Do you know the draft? For the next two years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, smells. You guys are done. Listen, do you know (laughs) who... <laughs> you know the draft order? Yeah, I don't know if you saw this picture, the draft order. I don't know this was last this was last week's draft order if it was this week after last week's games. It went. Listen, listen how crazy it went. Okay. Jets 3-4. Giants 5-6. Eagles 7-8. Because of all the trading of the picks. Eagles have Miami's pick. Giants have the Bears pick from the Justin Fields trade, and then the Jets off of your Seattle. Wow. So three teams are going to have back-to-back picks in the top ten. And two of them <laughs> in the NFC smells Dallas, bud. They're going to lose tonight, too. Uh, that's crazy, man. Yep. Week 13 marquee matchups. Um, we got two topics as we finish off the show. First, Italy and Portugal. Winner goes to the World Cup. Well, they have this to is crazy. First win, they first have to win a game first, and then they play each other. But still, they're going to play and, each and other. And that final, surely the finals in Portugal, of course, and it's Ronaldo's last year, so. That's going to be tough if the Italians don't make it again for the second straight World Cup. I don't want to talk about it because I'm already pissed off. That we, of course, Italia, the Euro of Cup winners draw Portugal. I'm thinking, here we go. We're going to get respect. This is the time to put Italy back on the map. And what do they do? They tie Bulgaria. What do they do? They go and they tie Switzerland because they can't make a penalty after winning the Euros on a penalty. And then they tie Northern Ireland in the last game. And uh, now you're here. And now you're here. They have a serious chance of not making the finals. I cannot see a world where Ronaldo misses his last World Cup and the qualifying game to get into that last World Cup is in Portugal against Italy of all teams. It's not looking good for Italy. And nope. <laughs> when would when did you ever picture a moment where other than hosting in Canada in 2026, Canada's gonna be in it and Italy isn't? That's Are you crazy. kidding me? Are you kidding me? Trade in that that blue that blue jersey for the red and white, baby. Oh Let's go, God. Canada. Um Finally, Luca Tiger Woods just had a press conference about uh, his future uh, in the game of golf. We just saw the Brooks Kepka and 
uh, Bryson DeChambeau, the match, it wasn't like that great, but um, what does Tiger Woods mean for golf in the, in the sense that he's probably not going to be here much longer because of the accident and all that, uh, what happened? Like, how do you see golf trending now? Like when Tiger Woods, for me, like when Tiger Woods played is like, we're watching Sunday when Tiger comes on the first tee with the red shirt on and he's going to have a chance to win. And the whole gallery, the whole course, all the fans are going to be walking right behind Tiger because he has a chance to win. And everybody, their family birthday parties, my nun know, uh, my uncles, they'd call me like, did you see Tiger? Did you see Tiger? We're going to watch Tiger today. We'll sit down, watch golf because Tiger is playing. What's going to happen with him? How is golf going to look without him in the game? Well, I mean, obviously he's going to retire eventually. Mm -hmm. Going to have to get used to Tiger not being there, but like he's got to come back, man. Like the way he goes out, like if like if he goes out because of old age performance reasonings, and you know he he retires, okay, fine. Like winning the Masters, like what two years ago, and now what? You know, a car accident, unfortunate car accident. He's been doing the matches like you just mentioned with Kepka and, and, and DeChambeau, right? Like he's been in those charity matches with the celebrities. I know it's usually Phil Mickelson who does it, but he's been in a couple. You watch Tiger play in the masters and no one, let's be real. No one that I know, honestly, other than you and, you know, guys at school, but like personally like close friends to me or like family likes golf. Not a lot of people like golf, but I'll tell you what, when I told them that Tiger's a couple holes away from winning the Masters, well, they all sat down and watched it. Yeah, exactly. That's how big he is. Like, no one watches golf. But when Tiger was up at Augusta, I guarantee you everybody that I know was watching that. You can't miss a moment like that. It's, just, it's because it's him. If Phil missed time, and I love Phil. I think he's a great golfer. You're not going to get that. Re- Nobody, I don't think as many people. Are and Phil won the PGA championship yeah. this year. I know it got a huge reaction on social media and all that, and I know but it's not it wasn't Masters, but... a must watch. No thing. It's like, it Oh, wasn't. that's so great. 50 years old. Phil Mickelson won another major. Yeah. That's so great. Added to his what? 10, maybe nine. I don't even know. Like, not not even 10. You flip it, flip it, flip Phil in the masters and Tiger in the PGA championship, I guarantee Tiger still gets more views. Tiger still gets more views easily. 100%. People are watching. Like, Tiger has a chance to win it. Did any, he won the U S did he win the U S open? I think a couple of years ago before the masters. Did he not? No. Who Phil? No, no. Tiger. No, he did. He won the tour championship. Oh, uh, that's what I meant. He so, won the tour championship, then went to the masters and won. Okay, went to the masters and won. Yeah. That's what I was. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Tiger can win any small tournament. It's the freaking masters and he'll still outdo it. That's, that's how crazy thing. it is. I think that's the thing. Like, if Tiger is in the final pairing at the Farmer Insurance Open in the middle of July, <laughs> RBC are, Heritage or whatever, yeah, we're going to tune in because Tiger's yeah. going to win a tournament. Mm-hmm. But now that Tiger's not there and we see Bryson, like, I know Bryson and Kapka and Thomas and Speed, like, those are the guys coming up now, but they weren't really that captivating because everybody wanted to watch Tiger because he dominated that sport. He's the best to ever do it. Dominated. And it's going to suck without him uh, for this long period of time. I still love watching golf. Like if it's a big, oh, yeah. I, for me personally, I will sit down and watch a Sunday of golf because I just enjoy it. I like to see how like mm-hmm. these guys who can put the shots 
that close to the green, everything that goes into it is just amazing to me because I wish I could do it out there on the golf course. But you saw, and I, I know that I simply can't do that. So it's going to be tough for out. Because I've seen you hit a three wood 200 yards to the green. I've seen. Yeah, it. okay, but I can't do that 18 holes or 100 times in a row. You know what I mean? Okay, you think if you, okay, 18 holes, you have a, ch- okay, no, let's go 100 times. 100 how many times. times you, how, how many times you hit in the green? 200 yards out. I would say just wins. just oh, under yeah. 50%. So you're going to say like, like 40, 40 43 times. I'll give you a really? big number. 43%. Easily for me, under 20. One Like that day that we went, I, it was just immaculate. Like it was Tiger-esque, but your brother was. You just didn't, weren't wearing the. Your brother was like Jack Nichols, man. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Your brother, your brother was, was Nichols and Woods combined that day. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The shots that he made that day were just absolutely i'm telling you i knew it was over when he couldn't see the hole and he put it within a foot i'm like that part four that was crazy i'm like that's it it's over i looked at Mattel. i said it's done like i'm swinging out of my absolute shoes here i said and he's still and he this guy's just he puts a five iron right on the he's ripping the five iron on the green i'm like are you kidding me and i'm already licking my finger counting the cash yeah, you're there. Sitting, you're there doing this. The golf this is you. Hang on. I'm gonna go risky. If anything, no, you just put it five feet in. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just there, like we'll we'll get another golf game. We'll get we Dino out there, and it might be a little bit more even. Uh, not to chirp <laughs> Dino or anything, but yeah, it's all good. It's just the way it goes. Uh, just to end off on this Tiger thing, it would be. Don't know what the percentages are. Don't know if this will ever happen again, but it would be the greatest sports comeback of all time. If he came back from this injury and everything that's happened to win a tournament, a golf tournament uh, in the future. And I would love to see that because Tiger Woods is good for golf. Luca, that's a podcast. One of our longest ones. We haven't done a long one and this is just a lot to talk about. A lot of rambling 49, 45 right now. As I go into the actual, that's That's it. We're done. Can't be 56, 49. It'll go to 50. We're good. We're good. Ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to the L2 Sports Podcast on Radio Public, Google Podcast, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well. For Luca Moya, I'm Lucas Cartelli. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week.